Hello, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Trinity Podcast. My name is Marty Reardon. I'm the worship pastor here at Trinity, and today I'm sitting with Ashley Matthews, our education pastor. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Marty. Today we want to talk to you about Advent. What is the season of Advent? Uh, What does it mean? How do we celebrate it? How do we live into it? And so, Ashley, give us a little bit about Advent yeah, so Advent is obviously a season in uh, the life of the church, a season in the calendar year. It's actually the beginning of the calendar year, so for us it is our sort of Christian New Year. It's a season that's set aside uh, as a time of preparation for Christmas. So uh, going back uh, centuries, really all the way back to the 6th century, Christians have been instituting this uh time of preparation uh, in as a way of I think borrowing maybe that the image of a, a pregnant Mary that mm-hmm. in some ways pregnancy is a time of preparation for the coming of, of a baby which is a much needed time uh, in order to, to prepare and uh, take in and what's about to happen the change that's coming and what that might mean for you and um, so similarly I think borrowing that imagery Christians um, realized that Christmas then and now was one of those things that you just sort of turn around and has happened to you that really sneaks up on us even though it uh, falls the same time every year we all have and know that feeling um, of just sort of you know, it's a really busy time of year anyway. There's so much going on. And then before you know it, it's Christmas morning. And it's this incredibly significant day, particularly for Christians. We're celebrating the not just the birth of Jesus, but the whole idea of the incarnation that God um, desired to make himself known to us in human flesh and, and come and live with us. And without some time set aside to th- think about what that means, not just historically and what it means in terms of, of our faith tradition, but like for me, even personally, what does it um, mm. mean to celebrate a God who comes that close and who wants to be known in those ways? So Advent comes from a, a Latin word that simply means coming. Mm. So when we're celebrating the season of Advent, we are called to focus on the comings of God. And that's not just uh, the fact that Jesus came at his birth. That's certainly one um, coming that we celebrate, but there are also um, other comings. We're called to remember um, and anticipate the fact that God promises to come again, that Jesus uh, says, you know, I'm going to be the Father and also um, be looking, watch, wait, prepare, because I I intend to, to come again. And so we're, we are looking forward to that coming. And also I think, um, there is every single week, um, Christians have said historically that um, through communion that we're called to remember that Jesus comes and is with us every every week. And so for me personally, Advent has become, I, mean, I didn't grow up in the liturgical church, and so it's a, been a fairly new practice for me over the last decade or so. Uh, and where it's taken on the most significance for me personally is every year I'm asking myself the question, what will it look like or mean for God to come in new ways for me personally? as a Christian, that um, there is a lot of new ground to take. There are um, revelations of God yet to be had, ways of seeing Jesus that I haven't seen him before. And so in, in all of those respects, it's it's an incredibly important time of year. It's so good because it reminds us that it is truly not about, or our faith rather, is truly not about just a set of beliefs, right. but it's actually truly a, a living, breathing relationship with someone who desires us. Right. So good. Yeah, and so much of that, the way that I experience Jesus now is informed by wh- who he has been. So there's that looking backward, looking forward, and all of that informs what 
the way that we understand him in the present as what I think is so beautiful about the tradition that we're a part of is that constant call to remember for the sake of where you are presently. Mm. Uh, it's really good. So good. So mm. good. Now, that's helpful to unpack a little bit. I mean, I didn't grow up in the liturgical church either, and I have a feeling a lot of people listening didn't. And so um, let's say this is my first Advent mm. or my mm-hmm. second or third. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that we want to encourage people to live into this season? What does it look like to actually be a people who understand what it means to wait and to wait with expectancy? Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad uh, that you mentioned that. So if you're, if you're taking pregnancy sort of as, as the the sort of guiding metaphor, right? The way that you wait as a pregnant person is is very different from the way that you like wait in a waiting room to see the doctor, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah. different experiences <laughs> or, you know, the dentist waiting room or the DMV. Uh, there are all kinds of waiting. And the, the waiting that marks the season of Advent is an expectant waiting. It's like a leaned forward. Um, imagine yourself sitting in the dark with a, a lamp lit, you know, sort of like peering into the darkness, uh, looking down the road, kind of waiting. And so um, it's an incredibly prayerful time uh, for the church that uh, you'll hear um, at Trinity. And um, if you do reading about the season of Advent, a call to to wait, but to do it with expectation and particularly through prayerfulness. And so there are a number of symbols that mark the season that help us to uh, sort of call us to that kind of sort of act of waiting. Symbols that kind of remind us uh, that we are creatures of instant gratification. Yes. And yet tell us you have to wait. Yes, you have to slow down. Mm. Um, and here's what that looks like. So, for example, for us at, at Trinity, if you're here worshiping with us, and this will be true in churches all over the world, we will have the first Sunday of Advent. Um, we'll be lighting our Advent wreath. That's one of the most sort of uh, traditional symbols of Advent. And uh, this is a wreath that is not a wreath that we think about, like the kind that you hang on your door, but rather a wooden stand, a a candle holder that holds these uh, four candles that we will light each week of Advent, the beginning of our service. And Christians all over the world will be doing this um, likewise in their homes. It'll be a beginning uh, each for me. I I start my time of prayer throughout the Advent season. I get up in the morning and I, I light my Advent candle. And it is, has been for us historically a way of, of marking time. And to your point, a call to really slow down. So these uh, these four candles will, of course, be uh, lit in succession all the way up until um, Christmas Day. And uh, every week we're called uh, to light one and sort of take a breath and realize that, you know, we're on our way. Christ is on his way, um, but we're not there yet. Mm. And so how do we how do we pray accordingly? Um these candles are purple, uh, with the exception of three purple and, and one pink. And then, of course, on uh, Christmas Eve, Christians have uh, lit traditionally a white candle that is sometimes kept in the center of an Advent wreath. It's known as the Christ candle. Um, the three purple candles um, are purple because purple has historically been a color associated with um, sometimes well, it, you know, Lent is the other season where we um, are purple. So our linens will be purple here at Trinity. Right. And uh, it's a, a color associated with um, penitence sometimes, with um, people um, sort of a call to uh, confession or um, paying attention to mortality. I think during Advent, it's a way of symbolizing the darkness of the world mm. prior to Christ's coming, an acknowledgement that the whole reason that we need Christ to come is because we are people who otherwise exist um, in darkness. Mm. And so uh, that the color purple is a reminder that that's true, uh, and it's really beautiful to have a purple candle that represents that darkness and to like set it aflame. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, a way of, every week of being reminded that light comes 
into the darkness. That's what we're hoping for. So we have um, those, uh, you'll light two purple candles and you get to the third week and the third week is sort of refreshingly and surprisingly pink. It's not purple. Uh, the third Sunday of, of Advent is known as Godette Sunday, which is a word uh, that means rejoicing. And so here at what would otherwise be the darkest point of the season, um, that darkness before the dawn, really, um, the tradition has called us to remember that there's a bright spot in our waiting, that that's, that's a reason to be hopeful, to rejoice, because um, the darkness is about to give way to the dawn. And so it's... Um, a call, a call to rejoice, which I think is really lovely. And then here at Trinity and in homes all over the world, we'll be lighting, of course, the Christ candle on Christmas Eve. And so it's a it's a beautiful way to really engage with that whole slowed down approach to spirituality mm-hmm. every day, either at dinner time as a family, if you want to light a candle, or as you begin um, your morning prayer. Uh, to, to light those candles and remember that Christians are, are doing it all over the world. So the Advent wreath is a really powerful symbol for this time. Um, I think, secondly, of course, our Christmas trees. Everybody's going to be putting <laughs> up their Christmas trees uh, after Thanksgiving. And um, it's also really powerful. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with any thought about Christmas trees other than, you know, that that's you Santa. Just it. You just did it. <laughs> yeah. Something you do. But uh, actually, it's interestingly enough, sort of uh, Christians are attributed with being um, the first in Germany to bring them in their homes as a way of uh, symbolizing uh, the power of, of an evergreen, that there is in the dead of winter still signs of life. And Martin Luther, actually in the 16th century, is the one who is credited, at least, with being the first to think to himself, you know, if we put candles on that evergreen, it would be even more powerful. He supposedly was um, taking a walk one evening and writing a sermon in his head, and he looked out, and there's snow everywhere, and the evergreens were... Um, full of snow, but the stars were shining through the evergreen. And he, it, you know, he had this kind of moment with the Lord, a kind of epiphany, that that is a really powerful symbol for what uh, the season of Advent is really all about. And so uh, he brought him into his home and figured out a way to, uh, to wire his, his tree so that he could put <laughs> candles uh, in it. And, you know, here we go. Now we're lighting Christmas trees every year. So that's a, another way to just, you know, as you... Get out the tree and um, decorate it with your family and um, light the candles, a way of of remembering that there's signs of life, Mm. even in the deadest places. Yeah, I think we, I mean, everyone who has even gone to the store to buy Halloween candy has already seen Christmas decorations in the stores. And yet, so we we as a culture tend to want to just instantly get to the happy time, the present time. And Mm -hmm. so I love the call of Advent, the candles, um, even the tree is Mm -hmm. not just to say, hey, we're going to bring a tree in to celebrate, but it's to say, no, we need to remember that the people sitting in darkness have seen a great light. Like Mm -hmm. we go back to that passage in Isaiah. Um, I think that's probably going to be our challenge culturally is to go, there's a darkness before the dawn. Like we know how the, we know the last chapter. Yep. And every year, I know that's true for, for me and practically uh, we're preparing all of us for Christmas. You know, you spend half the time that you're not working, you're spending it on Amazon <laughs> or wherever <laughs> it is, yeah. like shopping. And so uh, truly our culture in so many ways really does work against the spirit of this mm. season. And so I've, you know, I've, I've said this sort of tongue in cheek uh, for the last number of years, but I do think that there's an element of truth to it. Advent is its own kind of act of resistance away. Mm of saying um, peacefully, we are going to be people um, who rather than rush to instant gratification, choose to mark time and wait. We're going to embrace the waiting, not just as something we have to endure, but as something that actually has a formative element in it mm. and of itself. And um, that, that I think, 
speaks powerfully to me every year as a corrective too. I can, and the shopping's not bad. Um, knowing all the things that we have to do are not bad, but what does it look like to carve out intentional space to wait and be mindful of, of the other things that our culture will not encourage yeah. us toward? Intentionality, thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good to lean into these seasons this way. Yeah. Yeah. I know one of the things that we'll be doing corporately over here as well on the West side is doing Advent morning prayers yeah. on the Wednesdays uh, during Advent season. And yep. so uh, you can go online and see the details about that because there is something really good about the gift of these seasons. Uh, in particular, Advent, there's only actually three uh, weeks leading up to Christmas. So carving out these new rhythms, these new habits mm-hmm. of prayer, mm-hmm. of uh, being intentional, being thoughtful, uh, it's something that is just so good to kind of break us out of our regular um almost unintentional habits and rhythms that we fall into. I think so. so. Yeah, for me, and that the practice of being here to pray with this community has been such a huge part of my Advent experience now for the last number of years. Here at Trinity, we do morning prayer through the seasons of Advent and Lent, and it's just a really beautiful opportunity for us to, at 7 a.m., uh, mm. come together literally in the darkness and, <laughs> and light our candles and sing our songs and pray our prayers. And um, in so doing, I find myself every year feeling very much a part of a long tradition of Christians who have made it a priority to um, drag myself out of bed and go to worship and find myself every year feeling refreshed and refocused and truly in step with um, the season so that when it gets to Christmas, it's like we've been on a journey together. Mm. It really does feel that way, that we've been not just marking time, but we've been watching together rather than just doing it on our own. Um, now, now, you know, awkward for you, but your Advent album has been such a meaningful part of the Advent season for, for me. And I think so mm. many of us every single year, the, the songs of this season are so powerful, oh, yeah. um, such a beautiful way to engage with it devotionally. It's just like committing them to memory. My son, whether he wants to or not, hears O Come, O Come, Emmanuel every night oh. <laughs> as a part of the season. Um, they're so good. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's our, they're our albums. <laughs> It's um, true. But you're right. There's something about um, like that line and long lay the world in sin and error pining. Mm-hmm. Like that's just because we sing it every year. It's just emblazoned upon my psyche. And mm-hmm. it's like that is that's the spirit of Advent. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, if you come to church and, and sing songs with us, we're going to sing some of the traditional hymns mm-hmm. and some of the traditional songs. And it's so easy to get on autopilot. Uh, and just sing the words. And so one of the ways that we can kind of lean into Advent is to actually think about what we're singing. It's Take true. a moment, hit pause and go, what do these words actually mean? So true. How, yeah. how can these words affect me? Yeah. Mm. And to, to recognize it's there is sort of this um, a kind of a heavy, um, almost sadness to mm. our singing that I really do think... Um, is meant to to mark this season of Advent in particular. Joy is uh, Advent is a is a call to pr- the practice of joy. So to yeah. your question of like how do we engage this season? Um, happiness is different. Happiness is is not bad. It's of course a, a wonderful gift. And so often though associated with our circumstances, mm. things that are happening around me make me happy. Um, a good cup of coffee or good news. Those things make me happy. Joy is the persistence of hope in spite of my circumstances. So really mm. when my circumstances are aimed against me, to be able to, to have joy in a dark place, um, that's, a, that's a different thing altogether. And so these songs are, I think, songs that are meant to be sung out in darkness in the pursuit of joy as a, as a way of practicing that together. Yeah. I'm always aware of it um, 
every time we sing um, most all of them. So, so good. Yeah. So also, good. we'll just pitch we're doing an Advent class for those of you who would like to mark the season that way. Uh, if studying together is, is particularly worshipful or helpful to you, we're going to be looking at the birth narratives of Jesus. So mm-hmm. we'll be doing a more in-depth study on Matthew and Luke's Gospels and um, how they... Um, are alike and um, unalike in the way that they tell the story of Jesus and why that might be. So um, that will be happening. Also, Lessons and Carols is happening over on the north side. For those of you uh, who have uh, are familiar with that service, it's a really beautiful time of choral beautiful music service. and worship. I look forward to it every single year, so that will be happening on the north so side. You'll good. be hearing about those things in the weeks. I think we're also having uh, various kids' Christmas yes, pageants as Yes, kids' well. pageant will be here, a highlight every year So for good, sure. yeah. so good. Hearing the story as told by children is powerful. Yes. So. Well, thanks so much for listening. We hope that this has been uh, an informative and uh, an encouraging podcast. Uh, For more resources or more information on Trinity or some of the things we've talked about, whether it's been classes or uh, different resources, visit us at atltrinity.org. We do pray that your Advent season is filled with God's grace and that you'll be able to truly mark time this season. Mm -hmm.